Take your Bibles this morning, please, and turn to Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11. Today is Mother's Day, a day that we celebrate those who have made significant impact on our lives. We honor those who have invested in our lives. God honored moms. In fact, in Genesis chapter 3, Eve is called the mother of all living things. In Judges chapter 5, Deborah is called the mother of Israel. If you look at the genealogies in Kings and Chronicles, genealogies that most of the time indicate male lineage, mothers are listed because of the importance they played in fulfilling God's plan. In the lineage of Jesus, recorded for us in Matthew's gospel, four moms, four women are listed. Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and then, of course, Jesus' mother, Mary. In Proverbs chapter 1, we are reminded to hear the instruction of our fathers, but listen to the teaching of our mothers. Yes, God, in a very special way, honored moms. In Proverbs chapter 31, we have the account of, the description, really, of a virtuous woman. And I'm going to ask Samuel Paternoster to read that passage of Scripture for us at this time. Samuel? Proverbs 31, 10 through 31. An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She is like the ships of the merchant, and she brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. With the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. She dresses herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hand to the distaff and her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes her bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Strength and dignity are her clothing. She laughs at the time to come, she opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teachings of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who seeks the Lord is to be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her works praise her in the gates. Thank you, Samuel, for reminding us of the virtuous woman in Proverbs chapter 31. This morning, we want to focus on faith, the faith that was evidenced in Sarah's life. And there are two lessons that we want to learn. The first lesson is this, 
We want to understand God's ability to keep his promise. No matter what is going on in our lives, God will keep his promise. The second lesson is that even in the midst of our struggles, we can be counted as faithful. As long as we are willing to submit to the faithfulness of our God, he calls us faithful. Our text this morning is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. And there we read, By faith Sarah herself received power to conceive, even when she was past the age, since she considered him faithful who had promised. The writer of Hebrews looks back on Sarah's life and gives to us the wonder of how God worked and provided for Sarah. She's listed in the Hall of Faith, and she shares with us the wonder of God's work in her lives. But the verse that we read here is only a small slice of Sarah's life. When she was born, she was named Sarai, which means contentious. She married Abraham, and according to Genesis chapter 20, she was Abraham's half-sister. In Genesis chapter 17, God changed her name. He changed it to Sarah, which means princess. In order to read Sarah's biography, we need to go back to the book of Genesis. And in chapters 12 through 23, we have the narrative of Sarah and her relationship with Abraham. And how God used her to fulfill his promise that from Abraham's seed would come a great and mighty nation. As we look at the historical narrative, we discover some qualities that Sarah had. First of all, she was a woman of remarkable beauty. Now Samuel read for us Proverbs chapter 31. And there, as Solomon closes out the text that describes the virtuous woman, he says this, Charm is deceitful, beauty is vain. But the woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. And certainly this morning we recognize that it's not all about outward beauty, but it's about our character in our heart as we focus on the wonder of God in our lives. But that said, Sarah was a woman of remarkable beauty. Twice in Sarah's life, Abraham lied about who she was. Both times he did that to protect himself. The first time was when Abraham took Sarah to Egypt. The narrative is in Genesis chapter 12 and we read that Sarah is about 65 years of age. He told Pharaoh that Sarah was not his wife, but his sister. Pharaoh then took her into his house, 
took her as his, his own. And God spoke to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh then understood that he was being disciplined because Sarah was really Abraham's wife. And Pharaoh gave Sarah back to Abraham and sent them on their way. The other time is when Abraham was before King Abimelech. It's found in Genesis chapter 20. And Sarah was about 90 years of age. There too, Abraham lied about Sarah being his wife. And because of that, Abimelech took Sarah into his own harem. God again disciplined Abimelech. And return Sarah to Abraham. John MacArthur in his book, Twelve Extraordinary Women, says this. A famous Muslim tradition teaches that Sarah resembled Eve. That is especially significant in light of other Muslim traditions which say Allah gave Eve two-thirds of all beauty and then divided what remained of beauty among the other women. Yes, Sarah was a remarkable beauty. But we also discover that in many ways, Sarah relied upon her own strength. In Genesis chapter 12, God calls Abraham and says that he would make of him a great and mighty nation. But as you read the narrative, you discover that Abraham had no heirs from his own seed. In Genesis chapter 15, Abraham before God asked that Eliezer, his household servant, would be his heir. And God said, no, Abraham, look at the stars of the heaven. Look at the sands of the sea. I am Lord. I will give you a seed, an heir of your own. In Genesis chapter 16, Sarah tries to help God out and gives to Abraham her servant called Hagar. And the text tells us, Behold now, Sarah says, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go, she says unto Hagar, into my servant. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. Abraham at that point was 86 years of age. And you know the text as Ishmael was born, but Ishmael was not the son of promise. Sarah also ridiculed God's plan. In Genesis chapter 17, Abraham is now 99 years of age. This is where God changes Sarai's name to Sarah, which means princess. And God says, I will bless her. To Sarah, he says, I will give you a son. I will bless you, Sarah, and you will become the mother of nations, the kings of people. And Abraham says, oh, that Ishmael would live before you, God. And God responds, no, Sarah, your wife, will bear a son, and you will call his name 
Isaac. In Genesis 18, God sends three men who declare that they would return in a year. And Abraham, through Sarah, would have a son of his own. ESV says, Abraham questioned their prophecy and asked, am I worn out? And the text says that Sarah, when she heard this, laughed to herself. When Sarah was asked why she laughed, she denied it. Now, whether this was a laugh of joy or a laugh of mocking, it was true that Sarah did not believe God's plan. And as you look at the narrative, you discover that Sarah resisted God's power. In Genesis chapter 18, there's an interesting question that is asked. Is anything too hard for the Lord? That's an interesting question. It was a question that Mary asked when the angel came to her and said that she was going to have a child. And the response from the angel is, with God, nothing is impossible. It's also a question that the rich young ruler asked as he went away sorrowful, wanting to know how he could inherit the kingdom of God. The disciples who wondered who could be saved were told by Jesus, with God, nothing is impossible. It's important that we don't resist God's power and that we do not resent God's power in our lives because with God, all things are possible. Now this brings us to our text Hebrews chapter 11. I read for you verse 11. And this morning I want to share with you five truths that will help us understand Sarah's witness of faith. How she recognized the fulfillment of God's promise in her life. The first truth is this. As Sarah looked at her life, she was seemingly a failure. But as far as God was concerned, that was not the end of the story. Because verse 11 begins this way, by faith, Sarah. I think it's significant to note that none of the patriarchs, that is Abraham, Isaac, or Jacob's wives, except for Leah, could conceive without the help of God. Also, none of the firstborn children of the patriarchs were counted as heirs of the promise. God acted to show that he was in charge. We look at this verse and we discover that Sarah received power to conceive even though she was past age. Genesis tells us that she was 90 years of age, past age. 
Abraham himself was a hundred years old. In fact, the 12th verse of Hebrews chapter 11 tells us, Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead was born descendants as many as the stars of heaven and as many as the innumerable grains of sand by the seashore. Yes, when life seems like it is a failure, we need to be able to trust God. And we need to ask ourselves the question, is anything too hard for the Lord? There's a lyric that has been written that's entitled, God is not done with you. And it goes like this. God's not done with you, even with your broken heart and your wounds and your scars. God's not done with you. Even when you're lost and it's hard, and you're falling apart, God's not done with you. It's not over. It's only begun. So don't hide. Don't try to run. There's a light you didn't notice until you're standing in the dark, and there's a strength that's growing inside your shattered heart. He's got a plan. This is part of it. He's going to finish what he started. God's not done writing your story. No, he's not done. God's not done with you. No matter what's going on in your life, realize that God has not written the final chapter. And he is faithful. The second truth we learn about Sarah's faith is this. She was attentive to God. The scripture says in verse 11, Sarah herself received power to conceive even when she was past the age since she considered him faithful who had promised. We could look back at Sarah's life and we could see how God called her and Abraham from Ur the Chaldees to, to go to Haran. That's a 650-mile trip. From Haran, they went to Canaan, another 350 miles, and ended up in Bethel. And then we discovered that they went from Bethel over to Egypt, all the time dwelling in tents. And yet, here in Hebrews chapter 12, we discover that Sarah determined that God was faithful. As you look at illustrations out of the Scripture, there are many who would have given up, but then they counted God as faithful. Let you and I recognize that even when failure seems to be part of our lives, we need to be attentive to what God is doing to work all things together for our good and for his glory. Sarah also became an instrument of God. In Genesis chapter 17, God says, I will bless her. I will call her name Sarah. She, be, she shall become nations, kings, 
People will come from her. Here in chapter 11 of Hebrews, she was past the age. And Abraham is identified as as good as dead. But Sarah became an instrument that God could use to fulfill his promise. What does God want to do in your life? How does God want to use you to perfect his will and to fulfill his purpose and to fulfill his promise? Sarah became an instrument of God. Sarah also trusted a sovereign God. Back in Genesis chapter 12, God promised to Abraham and Sarah that their seed would be as the stars of the heaven, as the sands of the sea. That those who bless them would be blessed. And all the nations of the earth would be blessed because of what God was going to do in their lives. God established his covenant. And in Genesis chapter 1, the Lord visited Sarah And God fulfilled his promise with the birth of Isaac. Lastly, we discover that Sarah was indeed honored by God. Hebrews chapter 11 is a wonderful passage of Scripture. And there are 16 specific individuals that are identified as individuals of faith. The writer also identifies the prophets. And then he identifies those who persevered and even were persecuted. As you study the text, you discover that there are two women who are specifically named. Moms, if you will. In Hebrews 11.31, Rahab the prostitute. The one who is even included in the genealogy of Jesus is identified as one who lived by faith. And here in verse 11, Sarah. Sarah's testimony is given to us as a testimony of faith. Peter in 1 Peter chapter 3 reminds us that Sarah's faith was a faith that should be followed. John MacArthur, in his commentary on Hebrews, says this, Faith is powerful. Faith sees the invisible, hears the inaudible, touches the intangible, and accomplishes the impossible. Unfortunately, MacArthur continues, some faith is all talk. And never really gets down to action. True faith is active. Powerfully active. That kind of faith is the kind of faith that the world notices. In fact, at the end of Hebrews chapter 11, the writer tells us that these people, these men and women of faith, of whom the world is not worthy. Yes, 
They were great livers of faith because that faith was exhibited in their lives. On this Mom's Day, we can recount a number of women of faith. Rahab, Ruth, Abigail, Hannah, Esther, the Samaritan woman, Mary Magdalene, Lydia in the book of Acts, all women of faith. But this morning, we have seen how the writer of Hebrews identifies Sarah. Sarah, who received power to conceive, even when past the age, who considered God faithful as he promised. Sarah, who walked by faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 tells us, Now all these things happened to them as our examples, and they were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages has come. May I encourage you this day to walk by faith. And no matter what's going on in your life, you can be identified by God as one who lived out His purpose and His promise for His glory.